0: Hello, my friends. Brett Patterson coming at you from the financial capital of the West. That is the beautiful city of Salt Lake City, Utah, joined by my partner, Brian Saker. How are we doing, Brian? Doing very well, Brett. You survived the election. Survived. We did. <laughs> Maybe. It's Can- not even over yet. Yeah, crazy couple days crazy couple days we wanted to bring up a few topics today and including the election and what we know now and the impact it could have on your portfolio and financial plan which hopefully you all have but to start out i want to give an idea it's been a terrible year for many reasons good year for other reasons but we've had the lockdown we've had the you know the election, potential fraud, we've got all this stuff going on, stimulus packages, and what else is that, earthquakes, and I, we'll, I'll stop there. But year-to-date, the S&P 500, as of right now, is up 9.08%. It's—it's. It's, uh, I can't believe it. The Nasdaq's up 38.22%. We're up about 4% since November 3rd, which was Tuesday when we voted. The markets had a very positive, positive response to the election. So I received an email this morning, Brian, that I wanted to talk about today. Several emails, in fact, which was, now that we're pretty sure about the election, what impact does that have on a portfolio, on a financial plan, on potential taxes, on any of that? That's the question. So first, let's take this piece by piece. What we know right now, what we know is there's a probably strong likelihood that Biden wins the presidency. Mm-hmm. Looks that way. And the Republicans hold the Senate. That is, that is a very good situation. Why, Brian? That's. I think
1: that's why uh, the last couple of days um, since the election that we've seen the market respond positively to that um and uh it it uh i think there was some fear and I, and up up to up coming up to the election um we saw a little weakness in the markets and there was worry that there would be a blue wave and that uh some we would probably see higher corporate taxes and higher personal taxes and and that it, if we have some gridlock in Washington DC and uh, one party doesn't control all three um, legislative branches—the House, the Senate, and the White House. Probably some gridlock, and there'll be some pushback, and it'll be very difficult for uh, a Biden to, you know, kind of run his, his what you know kind of what he's talked about in the in the direction that he wants to go.
0: So I talked to many clients before the election, and we talked about his tax plan, which. For high wage earners, which a lot of our clients are, those people were, were that I was talking to, they were concerned that, for example, capital gains was going to go from 22-ish percent up to 40%. Mm-hmm. And so they said, hey, let's make some portfolio adjustments. If he takes place, I need to free up some cash, and I don't want to pay an extra 20% on top by waiting until next year. Right. And so we don't have to worry about that. So now there's that gridlock to where the, the it'll
1: be difficult. I think that the market is relieved, uh, very and relieved that's what too. we're seeing here. Yeah. We've
0: got we've got the the fact that you can't push through. Likely, I mean, almost a guarantee you can't push through that that high tax legislation that. That Biden ran ran on, you can't you can't push through most of what he ran on because of that Senate, which is now controlled or still controlled by the Republicans, right? Which is what the market loves. The market loves gridlock. You also think about healthcare stocks, which have soared in the last few days. Why?
1: There there was worry that we would have some sort of you know government sponsored healthcare plan and and do away with you know, private insurance and private you know, health care. And, and uh, that's, again, that's going to be very difficult when you don't have control of all three legislative branches.
0: You probably have a smaller stimulus package than what would have happened with a blue wave.
1: So government spending will, you know, be reined back somewhat. Which is good. Again, another positive uh from from a financial from the financial markets and the way the markets are looking at it looking at it. And and I would emphasize that these uh, I think the market's reacting and, and these are temporary reactions. Um, after there's these are temporary reactions, the market will kinda settle down and, and start looking at fundamentals and how our companies doing. Fundamentals
0: and, will always catch up. Right. The fear also of you look at tech stocks, which we own plenty of tech stocks, have done Phenomenal the last couple of days, yeah, because a divided government reduces the likelihood of tech regulation.
1: Well, and I think there's uh, there's uh, at least the feeling that uh, if there was a you know if Trump would have won the presidency that there would be that that he would likely go after uh, some of these big tech companies and and antitrust regulation. And there's less likelihood with a, you know, president, uh, with a, you know, a Democratic president. I don't know that that's, that's the case, but I think there's probably a bit more difficult to, to get that done.
0: Yep. Yeah. There's a less likelihood of it happening. Right. The market, like, you know, the market loves gridlock because it hates uncertainty and it hates legislative risk. And so the market's responding, how it should. You know, will it continue at this pace? No, we're up <laughs> pretty good on the year so far. Will it continue this pace? To your to your point, Brian. No, fundamentals will ultimately catch up.
1: Right, right. And I I made a recent comment uh, yesterday on Instagram talking about there's been seven Republican presidents since 1942, seven Democratic presidents. Seven Republican and seven Democratic presidents each since 1942. The market's gone up incredibly well over the last 78 years. And uh, I think the market will continue to go up regardless of if there's a Democratic or Republican president over the long haul. Yep. Yeah.
0: So what should clients who are worried about the impact it has on their financial plan or portfolio, what should they be thinking right now? How would you answer the question to a client that has that concern?
1: Well, I think you would obviously revisit your plan, uh, make sure you're on track, and and we try to do that with our clients on an annual basis. Both Spencer and Matthew do that. Um, That's one thing. Uh, We would also revisit your investment portfolio, make sure that your investments are appropriately invested for uh, whatever your goals are to accomplish your goals. But really, that that's not. I would give. I would have given you the same answer three months ago, prior to the election. It really hasn't changed.
0: So people shouldn't worry is what you're saying. Right. Either way.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I have I have not done one thing personally different in my portfolio preparing for this election. Not one thing. I've never changed my investment approach or my long-term financial goals based on an upcoming election. I've never done that. I just don't think it's, it's – it just doesn't make any sense to me.
0: From a portfolio standpoint, from a financial plan standpoint, there were tax considerations, maybe estate considerations based on a blue wave versus gridlock. Those are no longer worries.
1: It doesn't look like it. At least they're not the worries that uh, going prior. Now, I do, I would say that uh, those are real concerns. If, if you have long-term capital gains tax going up or long-term taxes going up, there might be some short-term Adjustments that you might need to make because maybe some new policy coming down the road, but when I say I'm not making changes prior to an election, I'm talking looking at really major portfolio adjustments or the way I do things and the way we invest or the way we plan for retirement. I'm, I'm not making changes you know, um, when we look at it from a long-term perspective, but there might be some t- short-term adjustments based on, you know, new policy or taxes, potential ta- increases in taxes coming forward.
0: Which looks less and less likely, which it, is good. Right. Which is, again, why, I, we, why we don't... I believe that we like gridlock.
1: I believe that's good.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do, too. Guess who else does? The market. Otherwise, it wouldn't be up so much right now. Yeah. So if you if you are losing sleep, over the impact of the election on your portfolio. There's a couple things, right? Number one, you might have too much risk in your portfolio or you don't understand the risk. So talk to us. We've reached out to all of our clients to help them understand this. Uh, if you're not a client, and you're scared, reach out. If you are a client and you just want reassurance, reach out. The second thing is if you're losing sleep, you, you may not understand the businesses that you own within the portfolio. You have to have confidence in those businesses, which you've spoken to plenty of times before, Brian. Yeah. And if you're not aware of those companies or if you're just buying a ticker symbol because it's cool or the chart looks good, that's not a reason to own a business.
1: Right. You know, when we talk about risk too, we, we define risk as the the probability that you lose your capital permanently or permanent loss of capital. And uh, and when you think about owning a business over, you know, say a period of years, and we're not talking months or weeks, market volatility is not risk. Um, It's really the risk is the is how the business operates. Does it? What are its competitive long term competitive advantages? Do we have good management in place? Those are the things that we look at. Of course, we look at the financials. Do they have a good strong balance sheet? I mean, those are real risks. You have management risk, you have, you know, competitive risk, you have you know, financial risk in, in the sense of, is their balance sheet strong? Do they, have, do they have moderate amount of debt, you know, and those sort of things. Those are things you need to look at. It's not market volatility, especially when you're looking at an investment over a long period of time.
0: Yep, and perhaps legislative risk, right, Right. some companies, mm-hmm. which appears less likely. So if you are still concerned, if you don't know really what direction you're heading in, you just reach out to us. Email me, brett at igga.com, B-R-E-T-T at igga.com. Let's, let's set up a time to talk and, and fix or, or make it possible for you to sleep at night better.
1: And if you have questions or some, a topic that you want us to discuss on these podcasts, let us know too.
0: Yep, same email. Yeah. Love to hear from you. Yep. Hope that helps, my friends. It's been a crazy week. This election will probably drag out another couple of days to weeks based on everything that I'm reading. So we may not know who's president for a while. It's leaning to Biden and, you know, whatever happens, happens. And But that gridlock is the reason the market is up right now.
1: This year has been, uh, I'd like, I feel like uh, I have coronavirus fatigue and I have election fatigue. <laughs> Just like, I have two, 2020 fatigue. Just get get rid of this year. <laughs> get rid of
0: 2020. <laughs> yeah. There'll be an asterisk on 2020 in the history books. And you'll look down and it'll just say POS year. (laughs) (laughs) Let's write it off. Anyway, my friends enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for listening until next time. Thanks. Bye-bye.